Ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 32 of Let's Go Racing with David Starr. Tyler Jones here with you. So glad to have you with us. Coming up on today's show, we're going to be joined by NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Jeb Burton. We'll get Jeb's insights on all things NASCAR. Talk about how he got to this point in his career and also what's next for him. And get his thoughts on what is happening in the racing world and answer some viewer questions towards the end of today's show. Just just a reminder that the folks at Waterburger cook up 100% pure beef burgers 24 hours a day. You can get your burger fix anytime, day or night at Waterburger. Proud to serve it hot and fresh 24 hours a day. David Starr joins us right now. David, how we doing after that top 20 finish at Loudoun, New Hampshire over the weekend, man? Man, we're doing great, man. Had a great race. And, uh, man, our Vodka Kite Toyota Super was pretty good. We started almost dead last, and uh, I looked behind me one time when I got in the race car. There was only one car behind me, so uh, we had a pretty good car. Had some new sponsors on the car for this weekend in Loudoun, and uh, you know, drove up to about 17th, 16th place, and ended up 20th when it was all said and done. It was a great race. Uh, we had a great car. Pit stops were great. It was just a fun race, and uh, you know, uh, we did. We had a great car. Not, you know, thought we was going to finish a little bit better, but hey, we finished 20th and we'll take it. Dominic Oregon of the RacingExperts.com is here as well. Dom, how we doing, bud? Hey, pretty good, Tyler. Good to see you all again. Nice to be back home in the land of enchantment after being in Atlanta last weekend and spending some time in Nashville. No place like home. That is for sure. David, you get that finish at uh, New Hampshire, and now you're going into a couple off weeks here as NASCAR steps aside for the Olympics. How you feeling about things uh, after that? Is that kind of the confidence the team needed? Well, I mean, it, you know, we uh, we had some good runs here lately. Just, uh, you know, as a racing team for our team, we, you know, having uh, your team, the hard work and dedication and the time they spend at the race shop and at the racetrack to have a two-week break, two-week break for uh, – it's a it's a good deal for your racing team to catch up a little bit, give your 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 crew and your team a little time off, and uh, you know it's not a bad thing to have a little small break at about halfway point through the season. So uh, yeah, you know, looking forward to getting back to things at uh, at uh, Watkins Glen and uh, going to take a little family vacation with my family, go to the beach for about a week, and uh, get back to get back to work after that. There you go. How do you, what do you make of how the Xfinity race played out on uh, on Saturday? What you were a part of there? Man, that was a great race. You know, it was uh, very competitive, and you uh, wasn't surprised to see the fifty four car in, in victory lane. I, uh, you know, it's anytime that car runs, whether you put Kyle Busch in it or whoever's driving it, you know, that's a car that you that we're all going to have to beat to win that race, and. Uh, was no big surprise to me that Christopher Bell put it in victory lane, but uh, I, I'm excited to talk to Jed Burton to have him on our on our show today, and uh, he's always a contender week in and week out, and uh, you know he has a fast car week in and week out, and, and I'm sure we'll see him in victory lane for the years over with, but uh, but not a big surprise how our Xfinity race turned out. Well, Dominic, uh, go ahead and give us the rundown. Tell us about Jeb Burton before we bring him in. Sure. Jeb comes from Racing Royalty. When you talk about NASCAR, Uncle Jeff Burton, his father's ward. Jeb is somebody who has competed in all three national touring series of NASCAR. He's won a truck race 2013, and he is the Xfinity Series newest winner winning at Talladega in May. So, Jeb, 
again, we appreciate you coming on with us here at Let's Go Racing tonight, and thank you for joining the show. Yeah, thank thank you guys for having me on here. Looking forward to talking with you all. Yeah, Jeff. So, well, let's let's talk about your Xfinity season thus far. You opened the year with quite a bit of top five finishes. You win at Talladega. You have the runner up at Atlanta a couple of weeks ago. Well, how would you grade your season thus far at Colleague Racing? Yeah, I would give it a, um, you know, the start of the season was going really good, and we've kind of had some bumps in the road, um, just going to some places I haven't been to in a while, and um, just trying to hit hit on all strides again like we were at the beginning of the year. So, um, you know, I give I give our season about a B. Uh, could have been going a lot better, could have been going a lot worse. We got that win. That was really big. So uh, this off week, we're just trying to regroup and uh, try to get get ready for uh, the playoffs that's coming up. Well, cool, Jeff. It's, man, it's, it's awesome having you, on, having you on the show today. And, man, I, uh, you know, your family, yourself, dude, you got to be proud because, man, I've, I've been watching you for years. And uh, I don't think our listeners and a lot of the fans don't realize, even though you come from a great racing family background and your dad and your uncle and just how rich y'all are in, in, in the sport of NASCAR racing, but – you know, as a, a young competitor, uh, to win all the races you want and get an opportunity to race in NASCAR, how difficult it's been. You know, you raced in all three national series, and, man, you was always a, a tough competitor no matter what series you win, especially the truck series. But, you know, without having that powerhouse team to drive for full-time or not having one of those big multi-million-dollar sponsors, uh, you did a heck of a job in all the different equipment you drove. Uh, so, man, I, it was kind of cool to to learn uh, that you were going to drive for Kyle Grayson full-time because I, we all knew that you had the talent. You showed that years ago and uh, was no big surprise to see you in victory lane at Talladega, you know, because uh, all the skills and uh, the ability has always been there. And uh, but to have a, a racing team that had the equipment and, and the resources and everything you need for you to go out and do what you're good at, and to finally get that first win, man, you uh, you got to be so proud. And I feel like, you know, once you got that first one, there's going to be many more to come, you know. And uh, I'm sure it was a big load, like a big old gorilla off the off your shoulders, you know. And now you can go race and knowing that you can win and you have one and uh, just kind of changes your mindset and you know you can do it now. So uh, kind of give us a little bit of, of what your thoughts are about all that. Yeah, man, I appreciate you saying that. I've always enjoyed racing with you, um, you know, coming up through the truck series. And, um, you know, it, it definitely hasn't been easy uh, to, to get this opportunity and all of the things that have went on uh, in my career, the ups and downs and the valleys and the peaks to get to this point has been a journey. Um, and to race for a team like Colleg Racing has been unbelievable. Uh, Matt Colleg does everything he can and with Chris Rice to – to give us the tools that we need to, to go run good. Um, so just appreciate this opportunity and Nutrient Ag Solutions really hand chose me for this. Uh, so it's a great partnership with dad and I and the brand. Um, we're farmers and it just works out really well. So um, it's going good. Uh, we got that first win off our shoulders. Like you said, we led some laps this weekend at New Hampshire. Actually, we took off beginning of the race was really good. Um, and then just got way too free, but um, yeah, man, it's it's a uh, it's a dream come true. Uh, I'm not done. I hope where I want to be. I want to try to make it to the Cup Series uh, and just keep chasing this journey and uh, 
doing all I can, man. Well, man, just knowing you like I know you and know your family, I think uh, I think we're looking at the, our, you know, we're looking at somebody that has a big future on the cup side. You know, I think you sure got a lot more uh, wins to get on the Xfinity side, but it won't be long, and we'll see uh, Jed Burton uh, in a cup car, no doubt about it. But man, tell it. Let's let's take it back to the start, man. You know, uh, as as a son of you know of a famous father. Uh, you know, tell us what it was like growing up and, uh, you know, going to the racetrack as a kid and, you know, just seeing, watching your dad on television and your uncle. Uh, man, what, what was it like being Jeb Burton as a young kid? And, and when did that, you know, when did, when did it, when did it start, you know, for you? You know, did you, was it right from the start as a small kid or was it later on in life when you were 10, 11, 12? I mean, did you, did you wake up one day and say, man, I want to be a NASCAR race car driver, you know? So kind of share with us that 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 kind of stuff, that story. So um, growing up as a kid, I was really lucky to have my dad around, and, and uh, I spent a lot of time at the racetracks on the weekends, hanging out and, and being there. And, um, you know, I'd go sit on the pit box and watch the race and um, just wanted to be a part of it. And, I didn't really have a big interest in driving uh, as a kid. Uh, I wanted to be a kid. And I think that's important for, for kids coming up now. Let them be a kid. They can still they can still go race, but just let them be a kid. And that's what I did. I got started a little late. I started racing um, motocross, actually. When I was around 11, 12, 13, did that. And then I started racing dirt go-karts and I did that for a couple of years and then moved my way to limited late model and late model stock so I got started a little late but um man I wouldn't trade my childhood for anything I I um had a lot of fun times and uh it was it was really neat to be able to go all the different places and follow dad's career and um all the cool things we got to do with him and, and he's still a part of uh, my career today he didn't come every week but he, uh, he's the first one to tell me when I've done something wrong. I can tell you that. <laughs> but uh, that's good. That's what you need, right? You need somebody. And I, he's normally the first person I call after the race, if it was good or bad. Just, you know, he's going to tell me like it is. And, um, you know, we have that relationship. And uh, it's, it's special, man. And um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm, I'm really blessed to, to have my dad in my life and my mom. And, uh it's been uh, it's been a journey to get to this point, buddy. It's been it's been a lot of sleepless nights. Um, it's so difficult to find the funding, as you know, to to put these race cars on the track. And a lot of times you're dealing dealing with things out of your control. And um, it's been uh, it's been tough, but it's all all paying off. And Jeb, what, man, what age did you realize, or what point in time did you realize for the first time? Hey, I can make it. I have the chance to be a professional race car driver. So when I started racing go-karts, I've always been really competitive um, from you know, baseball or anything I was doing. And I realized on the uh, two-wheel side on the dirt uh, with the dirt bikes, I could go fast. But as far as the jumping and doing that stuff, I, I didn't have what it took and I knew it. And I was like, I'm this isn't for me. So I went to four wheels. And when I did that, I was like, I can do this. Um, so then the first time I remember the first time 
we went to a late model track. My dad had the car and everything, and he was like, you either can do this or you can't, and we're going to find out. <laughs> I'm not wasting my time and money if, if you can either do it or not. And he drove the car first, and then I drove the car, and I was like two and a half tenths off of him. My first time being in a car. Wow, that's pretty and awesome, I, dude. <laughs> yeah, so he was, uh, he was impressed then. So then it was like, now we can go to work to make this happen and i had speed right off the bat i just didn't have the race craft um that i needed and that just takes time and um we just built a little team here in, in south boston virginia and, and uh started started running but that's when about 12 or 13 i decided you know this is what i want to chase and then when i got about 15 16 it was like okay this is what i want to do as a career um and i wish i could go back in time and make myself uh, pay attention more to little things and, and uh, work on my racecraft more and, and work harder. Um, it took me a little bit to realize that, you know, I was still a kid. I was still in high school, um, you know, so that's why I always tell younger folks now to just because you think you don't need to be in that math class doesn't mean you don't need to be. So. Right. Well, man, you got to be proud of yourself, dude, because you, you, uh, however that path, your past, lifting your past, I don't know if I'd change much because, uh, anytime you can win a race in the NASCAR Game World Truck Series and the Xfinity Series like you have, uh, I don't know if I'd change any of it, dude. You've, you've done a heck of a job, and we're not surprised to learn that your dad just threw you in there, you know, I guess once you're a Burton. You kind of got it in your blood, and uh, I guess he kind of knew that <laughs> you were going to have it. I mean, to to be, you know, two two and a half tenths off your dad's time, and uh, man, we know what a what greatness that was with your dad, Ward Burton. I mean, that was that's pretty awesome, man. But I, I, I it's kind of cool. It's really cool to see you struggle as long as you did, uh, and not struggle you had the ability and could drive the heck out the wheels off these race cars uh but just finding you know having the opportunity to have the right funding get with the right team and man once you did that it's not surprising to see what you've done with it you know so it's just kind of cool and and uh i don't i think the fans might think i think their perception is is jeb burton you know he's ward burton's son so you know, he's going to have millions, going to have it all, but it's, that's not reality. You know what I mean? And I think you show the fans that, you know, you're your own guy. You've out there work, you know, nobody's worked harder. And, uh, you know, to be a professional NASCAR race car driver, even if your dad's Ward Burton and your uncle's Jeff Burton, you know, they're just not throwing millions of dollars your way. And it's kind of cool to see the process and the hard work and see it pay off and to see in victory lane, man. It's just, uh, it lets people know, man, it's uh, it's tough. I don't care who you are, but it's it's cool to know that hard work, passion, and dedication pays off. And man, you uh, you, you, that's everything that's happened to you, man. You you deserve it. I I appreciate that, David. Yeah, it, it definitely hadn't been easy, but like you said, with me going through all those struggles, it's made me appreciate the opportunity even more, and and appreciate what what I have, and and um, with this opportunity at College Racing and. I wish it wouldn't have been so difficult um, <laughs> that year, that first year in trucks with that team. Had, we were lighting it up and kind of all fell apart after that. So, um, but yeah, man, I think uh, it's, it's made me a better person. Um, 
on and off the racetrack to to go through all those things. And, uh, yeah, I mean, in anything in life, it just shows if you keep digging, things can happen, man. Well, Jeb, let me ask you, uh, growing up around your dad and your uncle both, what do you remember about being around those guys in the garage and, and seeing the, the end of their careers at a NASCAR's highest level? Well, my dad's uh, career kind of ended um, not on a good note. You know, he didn't get to – he decided he was done, but, um, you know, he just kind of got betrayed in a way, I think, with some teams and um, kind of got him booted out of the door, and, and he just kind of got tired of the dishonesty um, and – and the sponsorship stuff, and he just said the hell with it, to be honest, and, and just exited out um, the sport. And I hated that he did that. He had opportunities to go run in good Xfinity cars and good trucks, but he didn't do it. Um, and I think I think he would tell you he wished he would have went and done that to kind of revive in his career a little bit and go win races. But um, – yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't a pretty ending for Dad. He just got tired of it and, and uh, then just started focus on, focusing on my career. Jeff's path was a lot different. He kind of exited on his own um, and was with a big powerhouse race team uh, when, he, when he ended his career. So Dad and Jeff definitely had two different paths. Yeah, but they were both, man, your dad was good, man. They There's not a... There's not another Ward Burton out there, that's for sure, man. I, I, I mean, I just grew up watching him race, and, man, he uh, he told it like it was, and he could drive the wheels off a race car. And if the team and the crew chief he had, and if they could give him what he needed, you were going to see Ward Burton in victory lane, man. They just, he was just, man, your uncle and your dad, guy, these guys, I mean, legendary, man. Just They were just greatness, great race car drivers, and uh, – you know, it's uh, it just sounds like, you know, at the end of your dad's career, it wasn't going the way he wanted to go and a lot of dishonesty. It's it's not always a, you know, it's a great industry and we're blessed to be in it, but it's not, sometimes it's not so pretty. But yeah. I always thought that Ward Burton did it his way and, qu and he just quit when he wanted, you know, he, he just said, hey, I'm done, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I always thought why he, uh, you know, again, you know, why did he didn't jump into a winning Xfinity car or truck, you know? But I guess as many races as he won and all the things he did in the sport, you know, I guess when he was done, he was done with it. And, and uh, man, I, when you – I see your dad at the racetrack, and, man, he's one proud dad, you know? And, and, you know, not having a son that races a NASCAR like your dad does, I mean, I think watching you win and, and seeing how competitive you are week in and week out – I mean, you tell us, but to me, I think that's probably better than him being out there racing. You know what I'm saying? So I think he's uh, right where he wants to be. You know, he's, it's, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. What do you think? You think he loves it better just watching you and watching you uh, be successful than it is for him to be out there? I think now for sure. Um, yeah. I think if, if you could go back, David, I think he would want to run some more and, and race. It just got, like you said, it was not fun. Or he was running and, and not great stuff and just was what it was. But I'm trying to get some sponsorship stuff done next year so maybe he can run my late model car. <laughs> he hadn't man, raced that, in a while, so it'd be pretty cool. Man, I think it'd be awesome to see Ward Burton uh, in an Xfinity race racing against 
Jeb, you know, or a truck race, you know, just wouldn't that be cool, man? <laughs> I think that'd be yeah. awesome. Y'all talk about that. That would be uh, pretty cool. If we always talked, if I got fully funded, yeah, we might try it. Um, we're still working on sponsorship stuff. I don't think that ever ends. Uh, <laughs> you know, if if I can get something done for next year, uh, the next couple months, that could be something that we could work on to maybe go to a Martinsdale or, or something like that um, and see what see what he's got. I mean, I don't know how it would go. Um, I'd want to put him in the late model first, see what he's, he's still got there. But we did a ride a couple months ago, and he was hauling ass. Uh, <laughs> he, he lost any of it, has he, Jeff? <laughs> he was, I wasn't pushing it that hard because the truck was so tight. I mean, right. I was going to blow a right front tire, and he went out there, and he was just, I mean, I was like, he hadn't hit something in a while, and I could, so uh, we'll have to see uh, see what plays out on that. Well, that's awesome, man. So, man, just moving forward with the Xfinity, uh, uh, you know, going into the playoffs and everything, you y'all feel really confident about everything? I mean, y'all have such a strong team. Y'all have done a heck of a job, and week in and week out, we know we're going to see Jeb Burton up there in the top 10, top five. And uh, like you said, it was, uh, you had a very good car there at New Hampshire. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that, uh, you know, that wasn't your second win, but to lead those laps like you talked about. But uh, but anyway, sometimes it don't always work out. But still, I think you finished fifth or sixth. I don't know what it was. Might have been fourth, but you had a good run. Yeah, you know, at Atlanta, we finished second with not a very good car at all. Wow. Um, it was not uh, not a pretty second, but we made it happen. Uh, this weekend, man, we I just made some mistakes on my feedback a little bit and right. uh, hurt us for a really solid day. I think we would have been sixth or seventh, to be honest, but I finished 11th. But, yeah, man, we just need to get back on track and uh, start clicking away. And we know the mile and a half has been a little bit of weakness for our whole organization. Um in the playoffs, we got Vegas and Kansas and Texas. So we need to run good at those places. Um, AJ actually won at Vegas, the first Vegas. So, um, you know, it shows that beginning of the year, I felt like our mile and a half stuff was even better. And once it got hot, it seemed like we started struggling a little bit. But the short track program is right where it needs to be. And the speedway program is awesome. So, absolutely. And the road course stuff. The road stuff we've got it going on so uh, I feel like we're in a good place I just need to do a little bit better job and um, keep the team clicking man and uh, all the people that are in front of us in points have been with their organizations more than a year absolutely that's a big that's a big advantage I would say absolutely it, man I think that that is a big advantage for confidence for those guys they have a notebook together some of these places like the Roval, I tested a Trans Am there three months ago. But other than that, I've never raced there. Right. So that's a playoff race, and, and those guys have raced there with their teams. Uh, we get no, You know, so um, I think that's been tough, having no practice for, for us sometimes, just kind of knowing what I want. But um, we do the simulator. We try to do that once a week. 
with the team. So we're doing all kind of stuff to try to prepare, but, uh, you know, just doing the best we can. My goal is to be at the final four. Absolutely. But, you know, look, talking about the mile and a half, you know, A.J. winning at Las Vegas earlier this year, and, and uh, you know, you said Texas. And if I remember right, man, I think one of your truck wins was at the Texas Motor Speedway. So you know how to get around that place, you know. So uh, I feel like you, that, uh, you know, A.J. winning the first race there in Vegas and uh, and then you winning at Texas before. Uh, seemed like maybe y'all uh, dial in with that, Amendinger set up to whatever it was and uh earlier this year and then you kind of work around that but uh but man we're, we're pulling for you man as as you know the texas is a little bit different now than what it yeah. used to be. so yes it is it's the weirdest mile and a half <laughs> turn two i think we go to so um it's different but i've had good runs there and we'll just uh keep plugging away buddy so let me ask you, Jeb, about uh, about Colleague Racing. I think that you know Matt Colleague and company. That's one of the best stories in all of NASCAR. What they've done to, to get to this point and uh, and where you guys are at as an organization. We know about uh, the Cup program that Colleague Racing is starting next year. Just tell me about what, what's it been like working with Matt and working with that team. I mean, that's just a, a fun operation. It seems. I mean, you you guys. Uh, are really something special. I think it's one of the best success stories in NASCAR, the rise that you guys are at and where you're going. Yeah, I mean, working with Matt Colleg has been a lot of fun. You know, Matt is passionate about the race and stuff, and Matt doesn't have to do racing if he doesn't want to do it, and Matt does it because he loves it. And I'm with a team that's up and coming. I mean, they have their charters. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're a cup team now, and um, the path is sitting right there in front of me to go to cup with these guys if I can show that I can do it on the lower level in the Xfinity. So um, I wouldn't want to be with another team, um, to be honest, and just been a lot of fun. Chris Rice has built that place from the ground up. He's done a great job, uh, got good people there, and that's what this sport's all about is having the right people. So it's a way different organization than I've ever been at. I mean, that place is like a assembly line. Um, all the <laughs> thing, um, they all get set up like this, and that's the way it's going to be. Um, and you know, most other places, things are different. This team's doing that, this team's doing that, this team's doing that, and um, it's not really like that at, at college races. I've had a lot of fun being there. That's awesome. Uh, Jeb, I also got to ask you about uh, your cousin Harrison. We know that uh, he got the, the big announcement going to a cup with. With Wood Brothers, I'm sure Dominic. We're going to talk about that later in news and notes. But how competitive do, do you and Harrison get with one another? What's it like racing on the track with him? Yeah, you know we haven't. I don't think we've we've really ever touched. I think we did a little <laughs> bit of year. Uh, we raced each other really hard, but clean. Um, I was holding him up pretty good at Texas, and he had some opportunities to to move me and pack air on me, and he didn't. And then finally he had enough, uh, uh, and I finally <laughs> let him go. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we haven't had any issues, and uh, he's got a good opportunity there uh, where he's at, and then also the next opportunity that he's got uh, with Wood Brothers. So, um, you know, hopefully I can make it to the Cup Series and we can continue racing against each other. So as we know, Jeb, the silly season is just ramping up in the Cup Series, and I'm sure we're going to start hearing some more dominoes fall in place in the Xfinity Series too. 
What do your racing plans at this time look like for 2022? Man, I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I'm I'm working on it every day. I want to stay at College Racing for sure and, and be driving that 10 car full time. We're working on it every day. Um, I need to go win, win some more races. I know that that's not going to hurt anything. Continue to build my stock up and um, see where everything falls. So I want to be at College Racing. Uh, I got a home there, and we're just trying to get all the partners aligned to to get it done. Very good, very good, David. What else you got? Well, I, I uh, man, just listening to Jeb talk, I, uh, man, I, I just feel, I feel good about the future for you. I, uh, I feel like there's another win in there for you, and uh, man, it'd be uh, if you can make it to the final four and have a shot at winning that championship, man. I, I don't know. I, uh, even if you don't make the final four, I think you know you're one of the guys that we'll see on the cup side. You know, the cup racing it's changing right before us, and. Uh, Having your cousin in the in Wood Brothers twenty one car now in the future, I, I just I, I just think Jeb Burton is one that we're going to be watching on the Cup side in the future, you know. And just because I, I know your ability, I know what you've done, know what you can do. I uh, I just hope the rest of the season goes like y'all want it. Y'all have the team, you have the resources. Chris Rice, your crew chief, and uh, I hope you get you a couple more wins and have a shot at that championship at the end of the year. And like you said, if you can. If you can do that, it almost solidifies you to have a guaranteed shot with Kylie racing uh, way into the future, you know, whether that be Cup or a couple more years on the Xfinity side. But, uh, but man, you're just one of those, you know, you know, you see the young young talent out there, how strong it is, and I'll put you in that group. And I, I feel like we'll be seeing uh, Jeb Burton in Cup Series in the future, no doubt. Well, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, we're – we're trying. I can tell you that it's not from a lack of effort. Uh, I need to do a, a little bit better job on some stuff and, and clean up from pit road to restarts to, you know, how difficult it is, man, and, and yeah. uh, put it all together. And um, That's our goal. I need to go win some more races and uh, get the leading laps and uh, the rest will take care of itself. Absolutely. Now, uh, Jeb, I hear you got a TV show of sorts. What's going on there? Yeah, so uh, – we created Crossroads with the Burdens um, in 2017. I was racing part-time and had a lot of extra time going on. And it wasn't on TV then. It was just social media stuff with Dad and I and uh, my wife, Brandy. And um, it turned where it was an opportunity to take it to TV. And uh, we're on the Sportsman Channel. It actually just went off about 30 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> so uh and wednesdays and, and thursdays so it uh it's been a lot of fun it's it's just another avenue just like this is for david to to help your partners and um dad actually went on a python hunt uh with uh, <laughs> this guy called uh mike python cowboy in in florida and it was pretty crazy dad grabbed the snake by the head you can go to his uh instagram and facebook and twitter and stuff and look at it but Pretty crazy. Uh, we're doing all kinds of stuff, and uh, we've always been big, passionate guys in the outdoors, so it's just uh, been a lot of fun. Hey, Jeb, I can tell you, man, I, I love the outdoors, fishing and hunting, but, dude, I don't do snakes, man. <laughs> God, I hate, I hate snakes. Woo, there's only one good good kind of snake, you know, to me. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you on that, buddy. Woo. Oh, man, that's awesome. 
that's uh that's incredible and uh what what about just uh in your future you want to do more tv stuff uh any any chance that uh we'll see more like this down the line or or maybe uh would you, would you want to call some races or something? Do you, do you like doing the TV thing? Um, you know, I don't know uh, if the TV side is is for definitely not for me right now. Um, I want to I want to race for another fifteen years at least uh, is my goal, um, and then who knows what happens after that. But want to keep growing Crossroads and uh, keep it, getting it more popular and um, taking it maybe. Uh, to the next level and we've got a great partnership with the sportsman channel so that's been good and uh, just want to keep that growing and a lot of people don't know about it so we're just trying to spread the word about it absolutely very cool very cool uh we got time for a couple more questions guys uh dominic anything else you got yeah jeb i mean kind of, i'm kind of circling back here maybe three or four steps but just based on how well you have done at colleague racing and, and how well the season has gone for you i mean July time, racing in NASCAR. Would you say this is the most relaxed you've been or maybe not as stressed in any NASCAR season you've been a part of? Uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> I'm, like I said, I don't know what the hell I'm doing next year. I'm, I think I, do, I don't know. So uh, it's always stressful, man. And, and um, you know, I've got a lot of stress this year. I'm trying to, to perform for a new race team, new sponsors, um, trying to get it done. And, and I got a lot of people um, I'm carrying on my shoulders and um, all the, the crew members on our team uh, want to do well for their families. So it's a lot riding on what I do behind that wheel um, and for my family. So, you know, the pressure and the stress is there and uh, I'm working really hard on these off weeks to, to get it out and um, get back to work so we can go win some races, I believe, in the team and uh, don't want to be driving anywhere else, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I'll be okay for next year. But until you have a contract signed, you never know. True, and we know you've run some one-off deals in the Cup Series, Pocono, Martinsville. We know Colley builds the part-time car. What's the likelihood we would see you in a Colley Cup car before the end of the year, or with another organization, or another one-off deal? Uh, I don't think any for me uh, for this year, uh, to be honest, unless something came up where a colleague wanted that to happen. Um, or if, you know, if there was another really good opportunity, someone asked me to drive, uh, we'd definitely look at it. But um, no plans right now. I'd love to try to run some cup races next year if there was a possibility uh, with that new car and uh, see how that thing handles. Awesome. That's great. Uh, we'll get to our NASCAR news and notes segment in just a moment. Before we do, a reminder, let's go racing with David Styers, presented by Whataburger. Stop by Whataburger for a hot, hearty breakfast any morning or late at night. They're serving up breakfast from 11 p.m. to 11 a.m. Proud to serve it hot and fresh 24 hours a day. Dominic, a lot of changes among the uh, NASCAR Cup Series involving uh, – some uh, big-time rides. Go ahead and run those down for us and what's all happened just in about a week's time. Sure, we'll go in chronological order. We kind of got a big NASCAR news dump a few days back, learning that Matt Benedetto will be out of the 21 car in 2022. Jeb's cousin, Harrison, will be running for Rookie of the Year with the 21 team. We also know that Brad Keselowski has officially been announced as a part owner, and he will drive the number six car for Roush next year. They haven't named the team yet or what the operation is going to look like, but we know Keselowski will be making that jump over to Roush at the end of the season. 
Ryan Newman has been offered a part-time role with Roush Fenway as of right now, but we don't know what's going to happen there with Newman either. Yeah, and uh, you forgot to mention Austin Sindrick in the uh, two-car. That's right. How can uh, I forget Austin Sindrick uh, to the two-car? Absolutely. He'll yes. be another Rookie of the Year candidate. Right, and uh, Kislowski will be the competition director for uh, Roush Fenway uh, as far as the ownership uh, deal. David, let's start with you. What do you make of all these changes that have occurred here in the uh, last week? Man, a lot of changes, you know, not really surprised about, uh, you know, we've been hearing uh, for a while now the, uh, you know, little rumors about Brad Keselowski and what his future looked like. And, uh, man, you can't blame uh, Brad. I mean, man, racing for uh, Roger Penske, I think that it don't get much better than that. But I think he was looking at the future, the future of what Brad Keselowski is going to do and uh, – to, for, the, for Rouse Fenway to offer him an ownership role in that organization and, uh, and to race. I'm sure they told him he can race as long as he wants to, but Brad brings a lot to the table. And, uh, you know, you look at a lot of the owners, you know, uh, you look at Richard Childers and Roger Pinsky and, and Jack Roush, and, and uh, you know, you look at the age of a lot of these owners, and we're seeing a lot of maybe young new owners coming in the sport, Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin, uh, you know, the uh, – uh, Kind of track, what is it, track side or track house? Justin yeah. Mark tracks. Yeah, I mean, you know, and uh, to have Brad be, you know, we don't know how much ownership he has in Roush Fenway, but man, what an opportunity for him. Probably going to race as long as he wants to, but what he brings to that organization, uh, you know, he's so good with the sponsors. The sponsors love him. His ability to, to, to put a car in victory lane to win championships. I mean, he brings a lot to Roush Fenway and I think moving forward in the future, we're going to see uh, that Roush Fenway get back to what it once was. And, uh, man, I, I just think it's a great opportunity for Brad, and you can't blame him. Uh, to see uh, Harrison Burton uh, get an opportunity with the Wood Brothers, I heard a little bit of rumblings a couple months ago. And, uh, you know, you talk about a young, new talent kid with a lot of talent. Um, you know, I, I was uh, – you know, I, I was really surprised a little bit by that change, but I, I've been hearing some rumblings in the garage about that. And, uh, you know, and Leeds next, where, where's Matt Benedetto going to land at? Man, he's done a tremendous job as well. Uh, but, man, we're just seeing a lot of changes right in front of us. The sports, big changes. You know, we got a new car coming out in 2022. Uh, new owners coming into the sport. There's just a lot of uh, – a lot of good positive changes going on, and I just it just says a lot about our sport we're in and the health of it. I just think there's a lot of cool stuff going on, and uh, man, the news, all the different news that we've been hearing over the last couple of weeks, even a lot of people that aren't NASCAR fans have kind of stopped me and been talking about things, you know, so I just think the excitement level and all the different news and the changing going on has really got a lot of enthusiasm out there in our sport, so it's kind of cool. Jeb, uh, what do you make of these changes that we found out here the last uh, week or so, including your your uh, your cousin uh, Harrison hopping in that 21 car? I imagine uh, he's got to be pretty excited for this opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a good opportunity for him. and um, The pressure is going to be on him big time now, uh, <laughs> moving up, moving up uh, to the cup level. And the cup level is not easy uh, at all. It's a, it's a different um, – it's a different zip code um, for sure. So it's going to be tough on him probably for the first year. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll be fine, though. Harrison's a good old wheel man, and, and they'll figure it out. 
Uh, it's a good opportunity for him and, and Brad Kislowski has always been a really, really nice guy to me. And <clears throat> I'm just uh, happy for him and happy for Roush. Roush is a racing place and uh, full of racers and kind of struggled the last couple of years. I hate, hate to see that. Um, so glad they did something with Brad and hopefully get him back on track. And uh, they'll probably do a Xfinity or truck team maybe one day. So just, just creating a lot of new opportunities. Um, the new cars coming out, you know, like David said, it's creating a lot of buzz and just um, things are looking up in our sport. You know, there was a time we were all kind of worried about the way things was going on. And, and now there's new energy and new life. And uh, Steve Phelps and, and all the guys there have, have been doing a really good job. So just glad to be part of the sport right now. And, um, you know, I want to be in it for another 15, 20 years. So it, it's great to, to see the things that are going on. And David, I mean, you take a look too. Like when you look at the list of ownership over the last few years, I mean, David, would you agree this kind of has a 1990s feel to it? Because you look since 2017, Derek Cope, Brad Keselowski, now Jeff Gordon going to be a part with a bigger role at Hendrick Motorsports, Justin Marks, Denny Hamlin, on top of that, some of the celebrities. This feels like NASCAR from the 1990s, where you see a lot of drivers take on that ownership role. You think back, man. Jeff Bodine, Daryl Walter, Dale Earnhardt, Ricky Rudd. Man, no no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, I, we start seeing a lot of our super sports, superstars of NASCAR racing, you know, Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski. And, I mean, when you have the opportunity, uh, you know, you uh, – you know, look at Denny Hamlin to team up with Michael Jordan, bring Michael Jordan into the sport of NASCAR racing. Man, that's huge. You know, and we got Pitbull that's, in, in, you know, partners with Justin Marks. And and now we got Brad Keselowski, part of the Fenway, Roush Fenway group. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, when those opportunities come to these drivers, man, you can't blame them for taking advantage of that, you know, because, uh, you know, Brad's probably going to race five or six more years. Like we don't really know what his uh, future is and what he wants to do or how he wants to do, but, but to know that uh, he's going to be part of the sport for a long time. I mean, heck, we might even see Jeb Burton driving for uh, Brad Keselowski one day, you know what I'm saying? But I think it's kind of cool that Brad is positioning him as himself, you know, putting himself in a position to be a team owner. Look what Jeff Gordon's doing with Hendrick Motorsports. And, uh, you know, us as race car drivers, man, that competitive, you know, we're so competitive. And, and you know, you never want to think of that day where, you know, you're not going to the racetrack week in and week out. But one day that will come for all of us. And, and to transition into a uh, NASCAR Cup Series team owner, Man, it don't get much better than that, man. We're all passionate and love the sport. So, uh, yeah, it does It does kind of remind you uh, back in the times you're talking about, Dominic. But it's just kind of cool. A lot of energy, a lot of passion, just a lot of stuff going on in, in, in our sport these days. Yeah, yep. certainly. And the thing that comes to mind, Dominic, for me, you know, among all these things that we haven't really touched on much is Matt Benedetto out of that 21 car. Where does he land? He was just in the playoff last year. We know that there's kind of a limit on seats, on openings, at, at least in, in top equipment. What does this all mean for Matty D now, Dominic? I think it kind of opens up the playbook like we saw at New Hampshire. He had said post-race, he goes, we knew we were going to finish eighth place. Why not take a gamble and go try to lead some laps and try to, to win the race? I think you'll see a lot more gambling from that team. They have nothing to lose. They have to win, essentially, to get in the playoffs at this point. It's a great question, Tyler. It really makes you wonder where will he end up? Will he have to maybe take a ride in the Xfinity or the truck series if one becomes available of good stature, like we saw John Hernemer check do with 
Kyle Busch Motorsports in the truck series this year. I don't know if that's something that's in the cards. He would like to stay in the cup series, but wanting and actually getting to do are two different things. Right. And that's a good transition to uh, talk about last Sunday's race of Eric Almirola pulling off a huge upset, getting his first win since what was it? 2018 and shaking off the, shaking up the uh, playoff bubble there a bit. Uh, Dominic, uh, run that down for us. A big win for him. And uh, now the playoffs certainly have changed a lot. It was just like everybody predicted, right? Stuart Haas Racing's first win would come in July with Eric Almirola in 2022 when we were all thinking last year at this point. No, all joking aside, though, you're right. Almirola shakes up the playoff grid as he entered 27th in points coming into the New Hampshire race. But Almirola picked up his third career win. He's now 98th along with 12 other drivers on the all-time wins list in the Cup Series. It was his first non-super speedaway win, but I think that's the big shock there, David, when you take a look at Eric Almirola. I mean, really, I don't think any of us expected July would have been Stuart Haas Racing's first victory in the Cup Series this year. Man, that's a, that's a big surprise to see what Kevin Harvick done in 2021 with nine wins and him missing the playoffs like he did. But, man, they were such a powerhouse team last year. It's to me, that's probably one of the biggest stories of 2021 is uh, not seeing Kevin Harvick or Denny Hamlin victory in victory lane yet, you know. And uh, but man, it only takes that one win. And uh, man, I, I stayed for the race on Sunday, and man, that 10 car was fast. I, you could see him coming up through the field, you, you knew he had a fast car, and man, it was uh, it was amazing how good his car was, man. He uh, he earned that, and, and he's going to be uh, be in the chase, and uh, good for them. And, you know, I keep saying week in and week out, we're going to see Denny Hamlin or, or, or Harvick back into victory lane. But so far, I mean, I was watching Kevin Harvick Sunday. He ran in the top five most of the day, uh, but he faded a little bit at the end. But, uh, but man, I still feel like we're going to see Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick. I'm surprised, man. I can't wait to hear Jeb, Jeb's opinion of it. But, man, I, I think the Stuart Haas – finally getting into victory lane here at New Hampshire. I'm surprised, man, by that, you know, and I'm sure everybody else is too as well. Jim, yeah. what did you make of uh, the, the win that uh, Eric pulled off this weekend? Yeah, you know, I think the key to all this is a different package. They won with uh, the old style package, little spoiler, big horsepower. That's when Stuart Haas was been winning a lot of races. Uh, they've stopped winning those races when they switched the package. Uh, the package is different at these mile and a halves. Um, you know, they're running wide open. New Hampshire, they're not running wide open at all. Uh, and I feel like they have a really good package for that. So Martinsville's, Phoenix, um, those kind of places, I think they still have the speed. It's just that uh, new style package, it seems like they, they don't have uh, the speed there. So, um, But yeah, I, I was surprised at the 10 car one. He showed really good speed um, at the beginning of the race, and I was like, wow, where's this been at? Um, and he's probably saying the same thing, but Eric's a, a really nice guy. I was happy for, for them. You want to cheer for the underdog, and Eric's been through a lot of stuff, and um, for them to pull it off, I was happy for him. So, uh, and Dominic, I'll go to you. How do you think this uh, affects the playoff? Uh, there's only a five-point gap now between 16th and 17th. Who's ultimately going to make it? Who's going to be left home? Yeah, you've really pitted. If you're just going off points now, you've pitted Reddick and Dylan against each other for that final playoff spot. Of course, RCR teammates. But I think in order to get to the playoffs now, you're going to have to win. And I think what would make this even more interesting 
everybody forgets that if you win the regular season championship, no matter how many wins you've had, you are locked into the playoffs. Denny Hamlin has been hanging on by the skin of his teeth the last five weeks to the playoff lead or to the points lead, I should say. So if he makes the playoffs without a victory, that leaves one less spot there as well for somebody to pick up. It is going to take a win. You have the Indianapolis Grand Prix coming up. We know road horses can be a wild card. We know the same with Watkins Glen. And then the ultimate biggest question mark, Daytona, the last race before the playoffs start. What about somebody like a Cole Custer or a Chase Briscoe, somebody who's not even being talked about right now going in and shaking off the playoff grid any, anymore? And, David, we've talked about this too. I mean, there's still a chance we could have 17 winners or a winner be snubbed from the playoffs. Man, no doubt about it. It's, uh, you know, just the energy, the excitement, and everything that's how it's unfolding on the cup side. It's just very interesting, you know, and I think the energy there and I, I just think it's it's very entertaining. And like I said, there's a lot of people that like racing but don't really follow it uh, like they have in the future. And I think it just brings a lot of new eyes and people are paying attention to it now because it's very, very entertaining, you know. But, uh, man, but you talked about the RCR cars. I see Austin Dillon and his teammate Roddick. You know, those, I think the number eight car has been real fast all year long, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that eight car. I just, you know, week in and week out, that eight car is really strong, you know, and uh, it's interesting, and hopefully one of those guys make the playoffs. But, man, there's a lot of great cars on the outside looking in, you know what I'm saying? So it's uh, these next three, four races, whatever it is, it's going to be – interesting and the cool thing about it a lot of fans are tuning in to see what's what's going to happen and who's going to make the playoffs yeah i'm rooting for chaos guys i, I want this to be <laughs> a, a crazy finish at the end of the regular season i mean jeb uh as somebody that, that gets to watch the cup series is for me it, this seems like it's been a highly entertaining regular season you know the schedule's been different than what we've seen in a long time and we mentioned the the, the diversity of winners and such. Sitting back, are you entertained watching watching the Cup Series on Sundays? What have you made? What what do you make of what we've seen on the Cup side? Yeah, I think it's really entertaining. The other thing you need to think about if if Austin Dillon or you know somebody out wins, a couple more people win, then Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick aren't going to make the playoffs. And if that happens, um, there's going to be some pissed off people probably. <laughs> You know, that's, that's part of this um, this deal. You would never think it'd be that many different winners. Um, but I think it's great. I think that's what the sport needs. We don't need the same guy winning every week. Um, so I think it, I think it's good, and uh, I've been entertained. I think I hadn't really liked the package, the wide-open stuff. Uh, doesn't really appeal to me um, a lot because as a driver, you can't do anything. You're holding it wide open, and it's either going to go or it's not. And um, that's frustrating, but hopefully this new car, um, they kind of get get away from that package, more like our Xfinity cars. Our Xfinity cars are a handful, and you got to drive the hell out of them. So um, that's what I'm hoping they'll start start doing for next year. There you go. Uh, before we get to our Ask David segment, don't forget that every Whataburger is made fresh, served hot, and prepared just like you like it. Want jalapenos and cheese on that? No problem. They've got you covered. Whataburger, proud to serve it hot and fresh 24 hours a day. All right. Uh, each week here on Let's Go Racing, we ask you to submit questions to us. Uh, you can email us at davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. Also on our Facebook page, David Star Podcast, and by Twitter 
at Star Podcast. And we got a couple questions for both you guys. Uh, we'll start out with a Jeb this time. Jeb, this question comes in from Bob. Bob wants to know, what's the worst question a reporter has ever asked you? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know that answer, to be honest. Probably something pretty stupid, I can imagine. But <laughs> it's not it's on top of my head right now. Uh, I'm not sure how to answer that one, buddy. All right, David, uh, we, we've asked you some uh, some stuff uh, over the last couple months. Uh, we might be the ones that actually have that uh, question. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, I uh, thank God for all the different reporters and the media, you know, to get to get our stories, to get Jeb's story out there. And, and uh, you know, thank God for him. But, hey, uh, just like Jeb was saying, man, there's been some stupid questions over the years. You know, sometimes it catches me off guard. And, uh, you know, it's like, hey, man, were you watching the same race I was in? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And do you know, you know, do you know the difference between powerhouse teams and not powerhouse teams? You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's kind of interesting sometimes some of the questions that they ask you. It's like, you know, I, I, I believe there's some some media people that come in and out of the sport that don't cover it every week and, and really aren't that educated on our industry and the different drivers and the teams and the, you know, and how, how it kind of works, you know what I mean? And uh, so anyway, I, it's sometimes I just laugh with inside because I don't want to offend them, you know what I mean? But I laugh and by some of the dumb questions they ask, you know, Hey man, they don't know much about what we do. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's yeah. been some stupid ones over the years. That's for sure. <laughs> Dominic, you've asked some dumb questions, right? I, I've asked some stupid <laughs> questions in my time. Yeah, there was there was one time I believe the press conference was being broadcast on Fox Sports One, Kansas City. You were there, Tyler, for this one. I mispronounced Eric Almirola's name on live TV, and he corrected me immediately in front of everybody. That was pretty nice. And then another time, I was out at all. You, you called him Eric. Uh, Eric Almirola. I don't know why I called him that. I, I thought that was his name, but no, it's not his name. He made sure to let me know. And then another time in Fontana. Danica Patrick had crashed out. She spun it off too, and she junked her car. She was done, and there was a big media slum outside of the medical center. And just trying to get a question in, again, I should have done my research. I asked her, was this the hardest hit you've ever taken in a race car? And she just looks at me, and she goes, no. And she ended the media thing, and we're going back to the media center reporters like, yeah, she's had a lot harder crashes. And yeah, I, I realize that now. What about you, Tyler? Oh, man. Uh, I've had some dumb questions, but I'll, I'll just go ahead and ask a dumb question, David. How about that? Well, uh, uh, d d if you could, David, would you take a shower in PJ1? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, there we go. Uh, okay, good to know. Uh, All right. Uh, the uh, next question, uh, we'll start with Jeb this time. Uh, Jeb, with the this uh, the question coming in, comes from Cheryl. Cheryl wants to know, with the Olympic break, what is your favorite Olympic sport? Uh, I don't really like watch. I don't really watch the Olympics, but I would have to go with the shooting. I like Archery. The shooting. There you go. Okay. I like that, too. Uh, David, you got a favorite Olympic sport? Man, you know, it's I, I love watching the skiing, you know, downhill skiing and, and – uh, you know, and then, and then the, the second one would be the, uh, the track and field. I mean, there's all kinds of cool sports, you know, and if you can pay attention a little bit, the stories, you know, like 
you know, hearing Jeb's story, you know, it ain't been easy for him. And, you know, the underdog guy that's driven everything that, that any opportunity came to him, he took advantage of it. And now you see him, you got a great opportunity. Now he's winning races in NASCAR. I mean, there's some, there's some good stories out there. And I love to hear the stories about the athletes and see how they were raised and see the, uh, you know, the challenges they faced and, and the adversity and to see them overcome that and become champions and, and to represent the United States, you know, it's just, it's kind of inspiring if you can pay attention a little bit and, and to the different sports, but man, I, I'm competitive and I love track and field. I love the basketball, I like the boxing part of it, but uh, the skiing is pretty cool. And uh, man, I just, uh, you know, looking back on the Olympics, uh, the swimming side, I didn't really wasn't much into the swimming part, but seeing what, uh, God, what was his name? The guy won Hall of Phelps. Man, that guy was, uh, I mean, he's not human. You know what I'm saying? I'm mean, going to see all the gold gold medals he won and how he won in the fashion he won it in. It was just kind of kind of cool to see that, you know. So I I love, I, I just love all kinds of sports, but the stories and, and the athletes, the stories behind their careers and how they made it and overcome adversity, you know, is no different from us NASCAR drivers. It's just kind of cool and inspiring to me. So I, I love all of it. Now, now Dominic, uh if, if you want to look for a good crossover of Olympics and uh, racing, you got to start with Jeff Bodine. I know this is the Summer Olympics coming up, but uh, that's, a, that, that's a real good point to talk about of those two sports crossing paths. Absolutely. Jeff Bodine involved with the Winter Olympics and the U.S. Olympic bobsledding team. He wasn't happy with the results and coming to find out that a lot of these sleds weren't made in America. So he wanted to do something about it. And he, like he says on his story, he, opened his mouth. He said, well, now I've got to deliver on it. And he wanted to make sure the Olympic team had American equipment. And long story short, with the night train bobsled, they ended up winning the gold in 2010, I believe, in, in Vancouver. Very cool. Uh, David, uh, what about, here's an idea. What about having a, the uh, motorsports in the Olympics, like, a, like an IROC style thing? Uh, do, you, do you think that could work? Well, I, I don't know. Just kind of, we, uh, we got the racing Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening, and um, and I got cleaned up and I and I tuned in to Tony Stewart and Ray Evanham's uh, race from Nashville, and I kind of want to hear what Jeb's opinion of it. But man, I was kind of entertained with Chase Elliott winning and seeing uh, Chase and Bill Elliott out there swapping uh, paint. And man, I, I've been kind of entertained with that. Uh, man, it'd be kind of cool if they had uh, you know a little series. Uh, in the Olympics, a stock car racing series. I don't know if it's a NASCAR or whatever you may call it, but it'd be kind of cool if they did that. You know what I mean? It'd be way different, and I think it would bring a, a big, a, a lot of eyeballs to it. Uh, but, man, I think it'd be kind of cool to have auto racing in the Olympics. You know what I mean? It'd be kind of cool. I mean, that's kind of outside the box. I never even thought about that until you mentioned it, but it'd be kind of cool. But, man, I'm, I'm curious to see what Jeb's uh, – opinion is about Tony and Ray's new racing series. Yeah, I uh, I think it's really cool. and I'm hoping they'll invite Dad to, to do it next year. That would be really neat. And um, maybe I'd be able to run a race with them or something. So I think it's I think it's awesome. Um, the sport needs it. Um, I don't look at it as a, a competitor to NASCAR at all. I just look at it as a as a way that um, you know, the short track guys are, are getting opportunities to race against some of their heroes. So it's pretty neat. It'd be kind of cool. Hey, guys, how about the Burton family? Harrison, 
Ward, Jeb, and Jeff. Wouldn't that be cool to have four, you know, two father and son, you know, two pairs of father and sons out there? I think that I'm surprised that they hadn't gotten that that ain't happened yet. You know what I mean? Uh, to have Chase Elliott and Bill Elliott out there, you know, swapping paint, beating and banging on each other, and uh, Willie T. Ribs and all the different diverse race car drivers that we've seen. Uh, I don't. I think that's coming up in the near future, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, before we go, uh, Jeb, tell us uh, what you got going on uh, these next couple of weeks. I know you guys are off a bit, but what are you going to do in your downtime and where can people uh, keep track with all of your uh, racing activities? Where can people follow you, man? Yeah, on my uh, social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Instagram is Jeb Burden Racing. And then my next couple of weeks, I'm going to the race shop tomorrow. I've got my uh, Crossroads film guys coming in the rest of the week. And then uh, next week, i got to go to uh, appearance with Nutrient Solutions. And then i uh, go back to the race shop for a day. And then I'm going on a vacation for three or four days and then get ready for Watkins Glen. So um, just uh, I'm going to enjoy the uh, off time and downtime with family and then get regrouped and get ready to go try to win a race. That sounds great. David, what are you doing these uh, next uh, couple of weeks, man? Man, I got a, I got a couple big meetings the rest of the week. Uh, got a funeral at 10 tomorrow, uh, which is sad. I hate funerals. And then uh, got a little racing school business to tend to. And then uh, I'm going to be headed to uh, over to Alabama. We're going to try something different to star family. We're going to go over to the, the beach in Alabama instead of Florida this time. Spend a, spend about six seven days with my family, and uh, and then next week I'm I'm jumping on an airplane headed up to uh, Grandview Speedway up in Pennsylvania to do an appearance for Alarm Tech Systems, and uh, and then then headed over to Charlotte getting ready to uh, to go race in Watkins Glen, you know. But trying trying to enjoy some trying to balance everything out. Got to take care of the racing business. Want to spend some time with my family and uh, take a little bit of R&R at the beach and then get ready for, like Jeb was saying earlier, get ready for uh, our playoffs, get ready for the end of the, the, you know, the last segment of the season. Awesome. And uh, Dominic, what's going on the racing experts? We'll just continue to cover the news and notes of the sport. Jonathan Field, Justin Melillo are guys that keep the site going on the day-to-day. In fact, Jonathan, he's moving out here to New Mexico this week, so we'll be able to collaborate a little bit more, I'm sure. So I'm really excited about that. And yeah, we'll just continue to cover the sport over the next two weeks and looking forward to being at the racetrack again real soon. What about you, Tyler? Well, uh, I'm uh, back after a nice few days in uh, Phoenix, going to the NBA Finals and such. And uh, so settling at home for uh, about three or four weeks before I'll be on the road again. So, uh, but uh, we just actually hit the 10-year mark of uh, my other show I do, The Jones Report, since it started just a few days ago. So certainly proud of that accomplishment, Bill, to do that show and this show in addition to my TV work each and every week. So certainly uh, appreciative of that. Uh, guys, before we go, uh, we certainly encourage you to email the show at uh, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. Show us you left a review, and we'll send you an autographed David Star photo. Wall supplies last. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Star Podcast and on Facebook, David Star Podcast as well. We got to go. Jeb, uh, any final thoughts before we uh, get out of here, man? Uh, we appreciate you joining us and uh, giving us your time today, man. Yeah, just appreciate everything. Uh, appreciate y'all having me on, David. 
appreciate your friendship, man. And uh, anytime you need anything uh, for me, let me know. And I know I, I can pick up the phone and call you anytime too. So appreciate it. No problem, buddy. It's been it's been awesome having you on here. You got a lot of fans behind you, and uh, man, you got a bright future ahead of you. I, I I just I hope to see you in victory lane a couple more times for the season's end. And man. God willing, it'd be kind of cool to see Jeb Burton win the championship in the Xfinity Series in 2021. So you you got all us guys. I know I compete against you, but, man, you got all of us cheering for you, buddy. So uh, hope the best for you in the future. And, and, and we we already know you're going to have a big future in this sport, buddy. So uh, pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you. There you have it. We'll put the checkered flag out on this edition of Let's Go Racing. For David Starr, Dominic Aragon, and Jeb Burton, I am Tyler Jones saying so long. This has been another edition of Let's Go Racing. We'll see you next week.